This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Just three shows left for November. A week from now, I'll be asleep because it's only 325 in the, or excuse me, 225 in the morning Go in Hawaii. Go. I will be sleeping. I will be drinking Mai Tais and pina coladas. I will have tan lines. And I'll be in Hawaii and you won't. So there you go. Hey, Jake, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? What are you most looking forward to about vacation? Not working. Not thinking about work. Not thinking about anything but the beach and drinking and having a nice time. The hose? The hose. There you go. Um, Real quick, your number one drink in Hawaii. Um, I don't know. A Mai Tai? Mine's by far a pina colada. I'm a huge pineapple coconut fan. Okay. Huge. I know you're probably not. I mean, it's like, I'm not a huge coconut fan. I love pineapple. Yeah, I'm all. I'm here for all of it. I am absolutely, positively here for all of the Hawaiian drinks. A pina colada in a pineapple shell, please. Just bring them repeatedly. Take my credit card and my money. I mean, there was a lot of talk on Twitter yesterday about us doing a show from the beach. I people, think, people want us to do a show from the beach. So, I mean, you know. I think we may be doing that. I mean, 2 a.m. on the beach. What do you guys think? Make it in time for the show? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. But I think we'll probably do some Twitter live, some Insta live. We'll do some stuff live. In stuff. In stuff. Yeah. We'll have to do some, like, pool party stuff live. Yeah. We'll do all that. We'll have some fun with it. Well, Jake is, Jake's lazy, so he won't be creating any content around that. But, right. You know. Facts. You're lazy, right? Yeah, definitely. Is that what we've decided? Yep. Uh, we are going to debate the best fast food sandwich because today is a major milestone in the history of fast food. We'll get to that. We got to talk about uh, one particular, you know, swole weightlifting steroid using wrestler that believes he should be the next James Bond. But first, let's talk BYU football at Georgia Southern. The what is it? The Eagles? The Eagles. Fly, the, Eagles, fly. The, the Eagles of Georgia Southern. Um, and BYU this weekend in what can only be called a tune-up for SC. By the way, did you see that Jackson Dart is going to start for USC against UCLA? Um, but BYU is going to Georgia Southern to prove a point. Or are they? Because there is this debate, and we had this debate two weeks ago, um, as BYU coasted to a victory and in one person's opinion <clears throat> that'd be me uh left an opportunity on the table by only scoring 59 points so jake the question is is byu too nice yeah i mean i think that that you know they, they didn't handle their business and I, and i think they could probably be 12th or 11th right now if they had put a uh, uh a whooping down before so i think this game you know it just serves as an example of you know yeah put up 65 put up 70 hell if you're in a position put up 80 you know like crush them like don't stop and i think that 
you know, we're, we're seeing that, yes, style points matter. We did a whole segment last week on the show about how, you know, style points absolutely matter to the committee. It's, it's a group of people sitting around a table looking at schedules on a massive TV and talking about this and talking about that. And is that a quality loss? Is that a quality win? You know, like all these different things. And so, yeah, is BYU too nice? Absolutely, they're too nice. I mean, I, I don't understand why why you wouldn't rack it up against against Idaho State. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just hope that they learn their lesson. And that's that's something that, that, I'll, that I'll be looking for. I, I don't want to hear from, you know, McChesney or, or any of the third, fourth, fifth stringers on this team. I, I don't want to hear from them. It's not your time. That was week one and week two. You know, we're, we're well past that now. So I just think you got to come out and, and, and roll this team. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think the one thing that we all get caught up in, and, and I think we're, we're, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody about this, is I just want to win football games. And I want to win them convincingly. But why was BYU not taking it easy against Oregon, you know, it, it, at the Moda Center the other night? Mm-hmm. Why, was that, why was that cool to beat a team by 40? You know, oh, but we can't do that. It's Georgia Southern. Yeah, not in football. We can't you know, do that like, in football. But, that, but that's my point. Yeah. What it what are we here to to be nice or are we here to win games and and I know a lot of BYU fans got really upset when I said that but my belief is BYU has everything to play for here they BYU football has everything to prove uh, to the NCAA college football playoff committee and if we've learned anything over the first two weeks of this poll in these rankings it's that performances and impressions matter. And it matters little what you've done on your schedule. You're 14th in the college football playoff rankings, and you have an opportunity to be much higher than that. You have a chance, in my opinion, in the next three weeks to end up as the 10th team in the country. I think if everything broke perfectly, I think your highest best place is 10th in the rankings. But the only way you get there is by dominating Georgia Southern and sending a true message, and that is – Hey, I would love to see a 70 to nothing win over Georgia Southern. Yeah. I would love to see no concern for Georgia Southern, all concern for the BYU Cougars getting into the uh, New Year's Six Bowl. And they're in position to do that, but I don't know that Kalani Sataki's willing to, you know, put his foot on the neck of Georgia Southern, Jake, and I think it's a huge problem in my opinion. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, that's because BYU has morals and standards and the honor code and this and that and the other." And and I think it comes down to not the honor code, but just, you know, I think the way Kalani runs the program, it's it's very um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of respect and sportsmanship and 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 playing the game the right way, which I which I appreciate, you know. I I think you know, a lot of programs out there are not like that. But in these cases, when you're trying to accomplish things and, and do big things in your sport, there are times when you're asked to do things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise do, like put up 70 on Georgia Southern and Idaho State. And so I just think that it's this is not a difficult concept. This is not something that, that needs to be, um, you know, questioned. This is something that they absolutely should do. And if they don't do it, let's say that they put up 50 and they allow 20, I just think that that's not quite good enough. I think you need you need to be higher than that. So I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, this is a great program. This is a great football team. They're, they're doing great things. However, there's m- more room. There's more room to get better, 
to go farther. And and when you get into the Big 12, you better be ready because, again, you're not going to be playing some cupcake schedule in, in, in the Big 12. You're not going to get these cupcake teams. You know, you're, you're getting a legit matchup every single week, and that's why you have a clear path to the college football playoffs. So maybe we don't have to have these conversations anymore in two years, but I just think right now there's just – for lack of a better word, there's just no reason not to come out and just absolutely torch this team. There's none. How confident are you, though, that BYU is truly one of the 10 best teams in the country? Oh, I'm pretty confident in it. I think when they're their best, I mean, I think they have one of the best running backs in, in the country by by anybody's measure. I, I think Tyler Algier could go and play for Alabama in the SEC, and he'd be just fine. I, I really, truly believe that. I think he's, he's a powerful back. I think he's a really physical runner. I think he embraces – running people over, uh, and I think that's what you need out of your running back. Now, as far as, you know, the other skill positions go, I don't know. I mean, you, you never really yeah. know how good you are until you play uh, the best, literally the best talent the world has to offer. So, you know, uh, any of the wide receivers you look at, would they would they be as good as they are if they were playing the SEC? I don't know, man. But what I can say is that, yeah, I can definitively say I think BYU is a top-10 team. I don't think they're a top-8 team. But I definitely think they're a top ten team. I think they're they're they've earned that, and I think they're they're there. And I think the problem is is not the quality on the field. I think it's optics. I think I think it's showing people that that you're not scared to demoralize teams. I think it's showing people that you're way better than USC is. And at the end of the day, you just need to go out and handle your business. And and I and it really would be unfortunate if they put up, let's say they only put up forty against Georgia Southern, which I doubt will happen. I think they'll put up a hell of a lot more than that, but. Let's say they only put up 40. That'd be really unfortunate because that sends the wrong message. That sends the message that you're just kind of good, that you're not like really, really good. So that's this is the be this is the basketball thing. What would we have been talking about if you know if they only won that game by 20 points? Let's say instead of 30 yeah. points. Like 30 is a lot heavier than 20. So I just it, it matters. But yes, I do think they're a top 10 team. And I do think they're going to just route Georgia Southern. And I'd love to see him beat USC by 20. However, I have this feeling about the USC game that I think that's going to actually be a tight game. I don't know that they're going to go go down there and, and blow them out. I think if Jackson Dart truly, if he plays, because, again, not to be redundant here because I just said this a few minutes ago, but Jackson Dart's starting for USC against UCLA. I mean, he is their guy. Is, is Jackson Dart a guy that – is a difference maker, and I think he is. I think when he's 100%, I think what we saw two weeks ago, he looked rusty, mm -hmm. right? But, I mean, he's coming off of, a, of a, a knee injury with the cartilage repair, so you would expect that. But you would think he's going to play the whole nine against UCLA. You would think that Jackson Dart would be in much better shape. You would think he'd be much more football ready. Will he be able to run the way he had previously? He didn't, you know, last week, so we'll see about that, but... I think it's going to be a nail biter against SC, and that's why I say again, it's Georgia Southern. Yeah, you got to go do what you got to do against Georgia Southern, and I say have no have no pity, have no mercy, show absolute killer instinct against Georgia Georgia Southern because I, and I I don't know I I guess maybe this is just my opinion, but I I I feel pretty passionately that BYU is one of the. You know, I think they're they're one of the top 10 to 15 teams in the country. Yeah. They are on just on the outside looking in. And my frustration is is that you hear all about, oh, well, what about, you know, Cincinnati? Cincinnati has played nobody. 
They have played nobody. And you can say, well, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's an average team. We've talked about that repeatedly on this show. Yeah. Cincinnati has not proven to me to be any better than BYU is. And yet here they are all the way at the top of the pole and people just write it off like, hey, you know, it's Cincinnati. Of course they're there. Yeah, somehow, even though they've never done anything. And I, I, and I, I, just, I, don't I just don't know, know. how that works. Yeah, I, I just don't know how in this moment in time you can make an argument that BYU is not – and I, I'm comfortable saying a top 12 team. I mean, Cincinnati fan is going to say, well, you know, you're you're saying that BYU's played people. You know, they have five P5 wins currently and potentially six with USC, but that's the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is not good. That's what Cincinnati fan is going to say. And I'm going to say, yeah, but if the Pac-12 is not good, who your schedule you is not good. I mean, who have you played? And so that's my point. At least BYU can say, hey, we've got five P5 wins, hopefully six. You know, so that's all that matters. I think it's ridiculous at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's third in the AP poll. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I just I just don't know what they're looking at. I mean, other than, I guess, record. But, you know, I, I just don't. I Yeah. This is again, let's not go down the rabbit hole of, you know, the the, you know, nonsense that is the college football committee. But, you know, I, I think, you know, for BYU, the cool thing and the crappy thing is that is that your BYU, meaning that you have the brand recognition, everybody knows you, you're on ESPN, you've got a ton of visibility. So the great part about that is when you go out and you wreck Georgia Southern, okay, great. Everyone's going to, you know, that's going to be a nationally televised game and everything, and that's going to be awesome. But then, you know, going to USC, I think people are going to say, oh, well, it's BYU. They may struggle against USC because it's USC. So I don't know. That's why I think, I think USC that's a might game. struggle against BYU. I agree. I think I think BYU is going to do fine against SC. I think BYU is going to win that game by ten points. Like I think they're going to be fine. But I think there are a lot of doubters out there, specifically on the eastern side of the country. Yeah, we'll see. Um, CJ says Coug fans handling the Pac twelve handing the Pac twelve another loss yesterday. This time from the ladies basketball team. Come on, I it. Anyway, uh, he also says, fine, put 70 on Georgia Southern so we don't have to hear an argument, this argument again. But tell me I'm wrong. That's the that's the thing that. Why are we tired of talking about this? Can I just ask that question? Why are we tired of talking about this? Because would you rather be talking about this or would you rather be talking about not getting into a New Year's Six? That's yeah. my question for BYU fans, because if you're not in a New Year's Six, it means you're just in another average bowl and all this work you put in and everything that you went through this year. It wasn't for nothing, but it just doesn't quite feel as good. It doesn't right. quite feel as worth it. Yeah. So to me, I'm just like, hey, like rather than wanting to talk about, well, we're in the the cheese it weedier bowl, you know, let's get into a New Year's Six Wait, bowl. Are, are we not going to get a Wachitachi? A Wachitachi State bowl against some rando. Thank you for rando. Uh, I that, that's what I think it comes down to. Where if, if let's play a little better than game. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that Georgia, BYU is not better than Georgia. No. Not better than Alabama. No. Are they better than Oregon? Uh, I think it's very close. Are they better than Ohio State? Mm. Close. Mm, I think that's close, too. Are they better than Cincinnati? Yes. I believe they are. Are they better than Michigan? I believe they are. Yeah. Are they better than Michigan State? I don't. See, I don't think so. That's the one where I'm like, okay, Michigan State has, you know, the loss or whatever but I think at the end of the day you are looking at these two teams 
and you're like, okay, if they battled, how would this play out? And see, this is this conversation right here is exactly what the committee's doing. They're yes. just going up and down the stack. And you notice, to your point, by the way, I don't think this got pointed out yesterday on the show. Notice BYU didn't move on the bye week. They were not they were not penalized. And you said I had some concerns about it, but you yourself said, hey, they're not going to be penalized for the bye week. No, and they weren't. So they stayed right at fourteen. And and so okay, so let's keep going down the list here. No, I don't think they're better than than Michigan State. Michigan I don't. State, with the way Kenneth Walker is playing, I I think Michigan State. I would give Michigan State the edge. I just think that they're a they're a big. I mean, they're they're very good. They're, they're well going to put up two hundred yards on you. And yeah, Mel Tucker's about to get paid. Yeah, he deserves that. Holy cow, he's going to get paid. Yeah. Um. I, and see, this is the one that's going to probably be controversial. Notre Dame. They're better than Notre Dame. I would agree with that because I, I think I, I look at, like I look at the way that BYU handled Virginia. Yeah. And I, you know, having watched most of the Virginia Notre Dame game, I'm just telling you that, look, with all due respect, Jack Cohn's a nice little quarterback. But that, I mean, that's the extent of it. I mean, this if this team doesn't run, they threw for 174 yards on Virginia. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. 174 yards. Now, they ran for 249, and you're not going to lose a whole lot of football games where you run for 249 yards. And I think you saw that, you know, what when you have backup quarterbacks playing for Virginia, you're, they're not nearly as good. Yeah, and I, and I think the other thing, too, and, and this is what I think nobody talks about with BYU – when BYU wants to road grade you, they have that ability. Like, they don't do it all the time, but you'll notice that because you have Tyler Algier back there, if you were to formulate a game plan against Notre Dame, it would be predicated off of the run. You yeah. would you would, you would want to run Notre Dame over, and then you'd want to get the passing game going. Because, again, just like you were saying, you know, when BYU it gets to 200 yards, just like when Notre Dame got to 250 or whatever it was, you're going to win over. that game. It's over. It's over. I think BYU is better than than Notre Dame this year. I agree. I think ever, on an annual basis, Notre Dame should be better than BYU. Yeah. And we'll see how that changes if Kalani can get a higher level of line play and line recruit. Um, you know, going into the the Big Twelve, we'll see how that all plays out because that ultimately is that's been the difference with Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame comes to mind. The bigger physical teams, Utah, for a lot of these years, where but you know before BYU won this year, it was because Utah was bigger and more physical up front than than BYU. Going into the Big Twelve, you would think that you would be consistently bigger, and that your grocery bill would go up because your linemen would be beefier, right? Yeah, I think they're I think they're better than than Notre Dame. I don't the the like a team like Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State might be better than than BYU. That'd be a hell of a football game. BYU is better than Wake Forest. I think, you know, you look at number 11, there's Baylor sitting there. I don't know. Jaron Hall was not 100% against Baylor. They're ju they're just as good as Baylor. They're not better. I think I think BYU didn't have their best uh when they played Baylor, and I think they paid the price for that, you know. Ole Miss Ole Miss is interesting. Old Miss finally has athletes. Well, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't put a lot into whether in the SEC they're better than everybody else. But I look at Old Miss. I like the way they play football. Lane Kiffin's an innovator. They have athletes. I look at Oklahoma. 
I don't know what Oklahoma is. We're going to find out over the next two weeks because yeah. Oklahoma's got Iowa State and and then um, uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. And they're coming off of a bad loss at Baylor. So let's find out who Lincoln Riley is. Right? I mean, and, and yeah. that Oklahoma State game, Bedlam, is is in Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think so, Stillwater. I think BYU is just as good as most of these teams, and they're definitely so better. Than, they're definitely better than some of these teams. So I, do I. I think that I think the thing that the factor that's not on BYU side is is what have you done reputationally speaking the last couple of years? You know what, like you know, so like Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, these teams that are in the conversation every year are going to get a little bit more of a nod, in my opinion, just naturally than than BYU would. Now, again, we're talking about teams that are top five teams in the country. So, you know, yeah. there's there's that as well. well but. And then, then the, the – I'm hesitating. Did we get a San Diego State reference yet? No. Oh, okay. I'm hesitating to bring this next point up. J-I-M-M-E-R? No. Just, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Shout the Mobamba. Why? Okay, I, I mean, I'll just bail out by saying it. The East Coast bias uh, that exists in in major college football. <laughs> I I don't know. I I wonder how much the Boise loss is going to hurt you because not very many people saw that game. So you're either on one side of the line or the other. Well, not very many people saw that game, and you just had an off week. Regional rivalry, but it's Boise. Or is it, well, you know, if you were any good, you'd have beat Boise. That's I the question. I think it's the latter. Because nobody saw that game. They're going to read box scores. They're going to see the turnovers. But, and in, in this goes, and I know, BYU fan, take it easy. I know this is where it, this is where it comes into, well, you know, what did they do against their lesser opponents? Whatever. Right? And when you look at the schedule and you see back-to-back losses and then back-to-back wins against Washington State and Virginia, I could make the case BYU plays down on their opponent. Yeah. Okay. But then what do you say about Idaho State in 59-14? to What do you say about, well, you know, Georgia Southern, they only scored 35 and because nobody's watching BYU and Georgia Southern. What? Nobody's watching what? that game. What? I'm, I'm just There's telling you now. There's not better things on TV? I'm just telling you now. The problem is that's a 2 o'clock game, which means 4 o'clock on the East Coast, and there are a ton of games this weekend at that time. And I'm telling you right now that people are just going to look up and down your schedule, and they're going to say, wow. Look at that. They beat Virginia by scoring 66. They scored 59 on on Idaho State. And look at that. They put up a 70 spot against Georgia Southern. Yeah. And let's pretend that you scored 35 and you beat USC. You're a top 10 team. In my opinion, you're a top 10 team. And I but I'm I'm telling you right now, looking at at looking look at the look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to play Georgia Tech. That's there's going to be a ton of people watching that game. Yeah, because they're eighth in the country. By the way, um, this game is only on ESPN Plus. Yeah, it's not on TV. It's not on TV. So uh, you look at you look at the fact that you have Michigan State and Ohio State in the morning, which is probably the game of the day, right? And it, as you go up and down the schedule, as it gets later, Alabama, Arkansas. Oh, that's at one thirty. You kick off at two. Yeah. 
People, I mean, it's no secret nobody's watching that game. Come on. But that's my point. That's so why you got to put up seven. If you're on the committee, if you're on the committee and you're putting your rankings together this week and you got to figure out, well, hey, Ohio State and Michigan State, and Ohio State's probably going to win that game. Yep. Ohio State, I think, is favored by 20. Ohio State, Michigan State at the shoe. Let's surmise Ohio State wins that game. Now Michigan State has two losses. How far do they fall? Not outside the top ten. Let, oh, they'll be outside the top ten. Mm. You're seventh in the in the the rankings now. You're seventh mm. in the rankings now. You lose two in a row. You you're done. You're out of the you're out of the top ten. My guess is, and this is the same thing for Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma has to win, and they got to do it impressively, right? You look at the fact that you would have lost two of three. You lost at Purdue. You beat Maryland, who sucks out loud. And then you go to the shoe, and you lose to Ohio State. You're probably 12th, 13th. You're going you're gonna to plummet. And what does that mean for BYU? Okay, bump them up. They're 13th at least. They're moving up a spot. Yeah. Because they're going to beat Georgia Southern. Put a 70 spot up. Right, I I look at I look at Notre Dame, that could happen. By the way, by the way, I also look at I look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is eight and two. Ole Miss has zero room for error against Vandy and Mississippi State. Zero room yeah, can't for lose error. That game. Zero. Can't lose right. I'm telling you, BYU has a path to the top ten. Score seventy points against Georgia Georgia Southern. Yeah, don't be nice. Don't make friends. Don't 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 go there to be like, hey man, really appreciate this. No, we're kicking your ass. It's not personal, it's business. Yep. So that's what I would say. All right, let's get some more comments because there's a lot of you uh y'all. Hey y'all. Hey Chris Karn. He says, Hello boys, I love cheese it's. What's your favorite cracker? Oh, dude. Come on. My wife is a cracker person like crackaholic um no there's too many sex and drugs references in there for me okay um, understood. but my wife is a cracker person okay she loves her some cheese it's man cheeses are bomb yeah but um my favorite cracker wow i mean that's, that's not that is not an easy question to answer i don't know that i have a favorite cracker but ritz crackers are i mean ritz with peanut butter on it is insanely hard I, to beat dude do you it's know how so, many calories so are difficult. in peanut butter? I had true story, true story. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this a little bit towards the end of the show. Like I've been struggling with appetite. Like I haven't oui. been, I haven't been real hungry lately. Yeah. So yesterday morning, like I, I wanted to pour my usual bowl of high fiber cereal, which I love. I was going to chop a banana like all morning long. I was thinking about it, man, I'm starving. I'm going to have some cereal and a banana, a yeah, yeah. little bit of toast. It's yeah. going to be good. A little, little bit of butter spray on that I'm toast. I'm going to drop an intestinal bomb later in the day because of it. Yep. Like yep. Everything was good. Yep. But you get up there and I, up in the kitchen, and I'm like, you know, man, I think I'm just going to have toast. I know I need to eat my grains. I know I need the, you know, like I just I'm not hungry. I had I had peanut butter toast yesterday for breakfast. Oh. Do not underestimate the greatness of peanut butter toast. Facts. Dude, it's so good. Oh, I'm a huge toast guy to begin with. And I don't eat white bread because white bread essentially is the, every slice of white bread is the equivalent of a tablespoon of sugar. 
I just so I don't eat it. We eat Dave's killer bread. And it's good bread. And either the seeded or the rye. My wife is Power really seed. Mrs. Monty, honey, has go me Hawks. all go hawks, has me all hooked <laughs> up on this Dave's killer rye bread. Yeah. It's spectacular. I love it. So I really enjoy eating that bread. But I had a I had a, a toast, put it in the toaster oven, five minutes. Like shade twenty seven. Yeah. So, do you like your toast like really, really dark, or, no. or are you more of like a? I like it just firm. Just firm. Okay. Just okay. firm. Okay. So good. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, Chris Carnes says, "I uh, love Cheez Its. My favorite cracker is Ritz. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt about it." Yeah. Giggity says, "That loss to Boise State is a big blemish to East Coasters who only look at standings and schedules." Yeah, it is. I think so. That's why you need seventy against Georgia Southern. Um. Uh, rectangle says take a picture that i'm subscribed and tagged you both but i didn't get any response just to make sure i'm in the lotto did you do you tag us where'd you tag us uh neville 93 says i hate football and stressful good morning guys jared butler hit a 30 yesterday yeah i'm telling you yeah, we're, we're to about that. to talk to to about to jared butler in yeah. a minute okay wait triangle what was your name now yeah triangle what's your name on on social because we get a lot of them we got so. a couple yesterday I responded to Jeremy. Yeah, I, I just don't know your name there, kid. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says, good to see you again, everybody. Greg, appreciate you, man. Thanks for being here. Watching the last Georgia Southern game on YouTube, they have a true freshman quarterback and makes throws that our guys will feast on. Chaz is back, so let him Cobra Kai uh, and ball hawk this game. Do it. Yeah, and see, that's my Do point. It. See, this is my point. Like, you, you, you have – there's no question that BYU is, is better. That's not even in doubt. It's just only a question of – just how much are you going to win the game by? And I don't want to see, oh, well, we're up 35-3 to in the first half. Well, time for the backups to come in. Time for the backups to come in. Is this finally Jacob Conover's chance to actually see some green? I don't want to see that, dude. Keep the starters in till five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Rack it up. Yeah. Uh, Snuka says, good morning, y'all. Shanghai Sharks in the building. <laughs> you guys are pushing yeah. your luck now. Yes. Shout the Obama. Yes, no, no. dude. Yes. Mark fifty two five eight seven says I'd love to hear that argument about not losing to Boise State from Oklahoma. For real. Well, expectations are different, are they not? Perceptions, reality. Oklahoma is a national power with a legacy program. BYU is not. BYU is viewed as the Mormons that happen to play football. Yeah. Right? So BYU is is BYU is not respected on the level that Oklahoma is. So expectations are different. Oklahoma loses to Boise State. Boise State. Boise. It's a big deal. BYU loses to Boise State. Uh it's it's disappointing, right? Greg Hawkins says which BYU what which is BYU's best win this year so far? Well, I mean, if you ask a BYU fan, it's without question Utah. But I think if you look up and down the schedule, that Virginia win looks very nice. Yeah. Um, 66 on Virginia is great. Um, Arizona State's a nice win. I mean, they're contending for the South, even though Utah's going to wrap that up after they kick the crap out of Oregon this weekend. You know, it is what it is. I yeah. said, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, uh, Daryl says Bronco, Greg. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, Tanner Plummer says easy Utah. 
Mind Axiom says Utah is BYU's best win. Uh, he also says BYU has two losses, though. A two-loss Michigan State is above BYU and Baylor, in my opinion. Well, the funny thing is, Michigan State doesn't get a lot of respect as a football program. And, you know, I think when you see that Michigan's ranked ahead of Michigan State, that yeah. tells you all you need to know. It's not great. You know, I mean, head-to-head -head doesn't mean a thing. Your losses don't mean a thing. It, it, if you're a three-loss team, you're not getting in. Yeah. If you're a two-loss team and, and you know, you want to be a New Year's Six contender, yeah, you're in. Now, is BYU going to the college football playoff? Eh, probably not. Probably not. Definitely not. Tymon Scott says Ritz are the undisputed champs. I think Ritz yeah. are very, uh, you know, unrespected. Snuka says chicken in a biscuit. Oh, Mrs. Monty loves her some chicken in a biscuit. Loves it. Um, did you guys see we already canceling games for the Big 12 in 2024? We canceled the uh, UNLV game at the Raiders Stadium. Cool. I, I would assume that that would have to happen, right? I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Steve Peterson <laughs> says, <laughs> excuse me, but 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 we won a, a, an NC. <laughs> yeah, in like 1941. <laughs> Greg Hawkins says, BYU has a good reputation, but – few who aren't LDS want to go there. Well, that, and it's a very tough academic institution. It's yeah. not being a student at BYU is not easy. The, the, the standard is incredibly high. Um, you know, and everybody's like, wow, but they're not a research institution. Can't have them in our conference. Right. Right. Well, I mean, BYU is a hell of an academic institution. It is. And it's not easy to get in, by the way, it is not easy to get in. Um, CJ says more people can see it on ESPN plus than the Pac-12 network. Chris Carnes agreed, right? That's not anyway. Hey, no, no, hey, no, hey, listen, no. man, listen, man. You might not like it, but that's absolutely the truth. That is absolutely 100% the truth. Right. But why is it always about the Pac-12? Who cares? Why is it? I, I, they, it, I get worn out and BYU fan. I, I don't understand why you have this obsession trying to rim rock Utah. Okay. I, I, I don't understand it. Can can you describe what rim rocking is, please? Anyway, I don't understand why. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I don't understand why there is this upset. You beat Utah. You're dominating the state of Utah. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. I just don't think that's in BYU fans' blood. I don't think that they'll ever let it go. I no, really don't. That's probably true. CJ says, Chris keeps saying it should be on the Pac-12. Calm down. What should be on the Pac-12? Maybe the BYU game can get picked up by the Pac-12 network this weekend so no one can see it. Well, <laughs> see what I mean? It's, they're not going to let it go. BYU fans like playing disgruntled little brother. They do. They do. They love it. They do. That. And, and, you know, not for nothing, and I'm not hating. It's just facts. BYU fans like being the victim. Facts. And, I, yeah, I'm just telling you, it's not – you know, what shoes are you guys wearing today? I've Well, it's funny you ask. I've got them uh, Air Jordan 3 Pines on. Mrs. Monty's brand new Air Jordan 1 is on the wall, which is nice. What are you wearing over there, scumbag? Uh, AJ1 Lowe's. What colorway? The pink and black. Oh, those are fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, usually Jordans. Your mom should be on the Pac-12, Steve Peterson says. Facts. Your mom should be on the Pac-12. Okay. <laughs> Eric C. <laughs> Eric C says, "Morning, guys. I'm late to the show. Go Aztecs." No, he didn't. See, he didn't say the Go Aztecs part. I threw that in there. Oh, okay. Uh, at least the Pac-12 network is broadcasting games above 480p. <laughs> that's 
There's a shot at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that ESPN thing, and if you didn't see it, ESPN isn't exactly using state-of-the-art equipment for the uh, Pac-12 games. So, yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of Pac-12 games, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Um. By the way, wait, speaking of Pac-12 games legitimately, you, all right, have you changed your mind, Utah or Oregon here? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. whoever runs the ball better wins the game because when Oregon, you know, drops 200 yards on the ground, they don't lose. Yeah, I mean, I think and, – and I agree. I think that goes for any team. My – my biggest thing is that I, f- I just have this feeling that the Utah defense is going to make some things happen. I just feel like there's gonna they're going to force some turnovers. Oregon's going to make a mistake. Like I, That's what I think is going to happen. So that's why I lean Utah. Well, look, the game is here in Sac Lake City. So and by the way, I said, you know, I said Sac, Sac Lake, Lake City. City, right. Sac Lake City, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Sac, right. Sac Lake City, man. And also, I feel like Utah as a program – has more to play for internally. They're 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 playing for their teammates. They're playing for everything that's happened this year. Like they have a lot of passion behind them still. So I don't know. I just something's telling me to lean Utah. I, I know that that's probably not popular, but that's just what I. Feel. Oregon is Oregon's good. I know. I know they're really good, and and this is going to be a battle. It's going to be a tight game. I don't know how they've done it, but Utah's turned it around on that offensive line. Um, Tavion Thomas is a stud and I can't, we'll, we'll have a full preview of that game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, a touchdown win for, for Utah. I mean, I, I, this is going to be fun. That's a ballsy call, man. This is going to be fun. Can, can Utah's offensive line deal with Kayvon Thibodeau in that defense? because they're good they are good they're gonna wear some ugly ass terrible uniform and (laughs) but it's nike in oregon and it's cool i don't know who thought that paint splash uniform thing that disaster splatter please that whatever the (laughs) you call that i don't know what that was but if you ever bring that back i swear to god i'll do nothing about it because it's garbage yeah it's a hot mess like it is ter- that was I I know that everybody thinks that you know oh my god it's Oregon oh their uniforms do you see those crow feathers on their helmet that's not what we're about dude your Oregon y- your uniforms are not fire they're not they used to be that lime green shit that you run out occasionally i mean is that a pacific northwest thing no that's a baby diaper excrement thing like that is that uniform is terrible. Butthole. Yeah, exactly. That uniform is terrible. I don't know. Like, and, and I'm I'm not even trying to hate. Well, yeah, I am. Yeah, but you the are. point is, whoever came up with that needs to be fired. Like it, it that is bad. Yeah, dude. That green. Oh my. And again, the paint splatter thing. I get it. The the I bought them. The Jordan line dropped a bunch of paint splatter stuff, mids and lows. So of course the ducks because. We see like actual duckies, like geese, gooses, ducks, duck, duck, duckets, and stuff, and things, yeah, right, and stuff, right, uh-huh. flying around with paint splatter on their feathers all the time. Like that's normal. Whoever came up with that shit needs right? to be fired. Right. I mean that. Yeah, it's cause, normal. I mean, paint splatter on a football uniform makes perfect sense. Like, I mean, we play under a scaffold, right? Fucking idiots. Like, you want what, to explain that? 
Anyway. Do you feel better? I hate Oregon. I hate everything about Oregon. You know, like they poured beer on my mom. Like I hate Oregon. I feel very Max Hall right there. Whatever. I hate Oregon. That's offensive. I I have a high level of dislike for them. There you go. The only people in the Northwest I hate more are Nick Rolovich and his family. Anyway, the point is. Butthole. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Good. 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 Okay, good. I cannot stand Oregon. I know. Like. I know. I just can't. And by the way, if you're a Utah fan or a BYU fan, you better hope Utah wins because what does that do? Well, that helps your strength of schedule. Bummer. Yeah, you're a, you're a Utah fan this weekend, BYU fan. Yep. Uh, go Utah this weekend. It would knock the Pac-12 out of the college football playoff conversation. Wow. Chris Carn being all cheery and stuff. Um, Daryl says, what happens when uh, with the rankings if the Utes win? I don't know. That would be interesting because there's a lot of folks that really like Oregon. You know, like there's – they get a lot of love in the rankings. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, um, what is Oregon? Fourth in the college or no, third in the college? Third or football? fourth. Third. Yeah. They're third. They're, oh my God, they're above Cincinnati. Yeah. They must be really good because Cincinnati, no. No, I'm not doing it. All right, let's switch gears and talk NBA. Yeah. Jazz Raptors tonight at the Viv. Raptors. Uh, anybody notice Jared Butler scored 71 points and hit a game-winning shot for the Jazz? And he's our starting point guard now, and he's not. And he can't even break Quinn Snyder's lineup, and yet he goes down to the G League, plays for the Stars, scores 30, and hits a game-winning shot. Yep. Can't even get meaningful minutes. Can't even – like he's on the Yudoka Azabuki minutes plan. Like it's not good. <laughs> Minutes plan. It's not right. It's not good. It's not good at all for Jared Butler. Yeah. So what's the problem? Is it Jared Butler or is it our everyone's favorite head coach Quinn Snyder? Yeah, I think it's everyone's favorite head coach Quinn Snyder. I think Quinn Snyder's stubborn about it. I think, I think Quinn is is he doesn't like to take risks. He doesn't like to play young guys. He doesn't like, and I think especially when. The Jazz as a team have been struggling a little bit of late. You know, you what have you? Uh, what are you two and six? I think in your last eight or whatever it is. Like, you know, you you had lost four or five going in the Philly game. You blew Philly out. So like, you know, you're you're back on in the win column. But as a team, you've just been struggling a bit. And I think that Quinn, you know, doesn't want to play the young guys when this team is struggling. And my whole thought is, hey, this team is not going to be the same team. Uh, once the playoffs get here, you know, you're going to have new faces, different guys. So why are we loyal to, you know, the starting seven guys? You know, what's going to happen if Mike Conley gets hurt? Or, uh, you're just going to expect Jared Butler to roll out onto the floor and be good to go? That's my biggest thing. I, I, I don't want, like, this Jazz team is in, a, is in a good spot. Yes, they need to start playing better. You know, they've got things they got to work on. But they're still a good basketball team. My thought heading into the season was, okay, you're pretty much the same team, but let's focus on building the depth, you know, lengthening out the bench a little bit. And, and Jared Butler is a huge part of that, and it just hasn't happened. And this is the thing that worries me is that, okay, the G League's not great, right? I think we all can agree that, listen, the NBA G League is what it is. You don't go down there and score 30 and hit a game winner if you can't play in the NBA. Like, he, you know it when you see it. And then he gave you six boards, four nimes, 
Uh, two steals. Come on. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Yudoka Azabuki. What have I always said? Not an NBA player, right? Six points, 10 boards last night. How many minutes? That's a G League player, right? 34 minutes. Yeah, so he played a good portion of the game. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a G League player. He's not an NBA player. I look at Elijah Hughes, 25 minutes, 17 points, two dimes, two boards, right? Like, a, a, you know, five of eight from three. Yeah. The guy's an NBA NBA bench player. Jared Butler is a legit NBA point guard who needs minutes. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this was not a fluke. And if you look at the names um, they played last night, by the way, Zaire Wade played seven minutes and scored no points. Um, but – and it's not like they did this to just any old team. This is a Santa Cruz Warriors team that's really good. I mean, Jeff, uh, you know, they have a guy named Jeff Doughton who's really good. Uh, Quindary Witherspoon's on that team. Um, First of all, that's an amazing name. What? Quindary Witherspoon. Yeah. He's 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 a guy they like a lot. Um, you know, Axel Topain's on that team. <laughs> like, they, the Santa Cruz Warriors have a talented team. And Jared Butler beat them at the buzzer last night. Yeah. That's not an accident. The guy can play. And I just don't understand why Quinn Snyder won't give him some run. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it makes me crazy. Yeah. And, and, and again. I don't I, get it. I, I, I It's not just because I think Jared is some amazing player. I'm genuinely just kind of concerned about the idea of, all right, the midseason is going to get here. And what if Don gets hurt or like the what if game is terrifying when you're not playing this guy at all. I'm not saying he needs 20 minutes a night. I'm, I'm saying like, that's right. Like 10, 12 minutes a night, like, like, you know, playing with the second unit, that, that kind of setup. But, but five minutes a night is just not enough to develop somebody. It makes me crazy. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely makes me crazy. And yeah. again, the G league is full of guys who just can't do it at the NBA. The J-I-M-M-E-R is a great example of that, right? And then he goes over to the Shanghai Sharks and, you know, becomes a legend. Yep. But you look at what the way I'm telling, just give Jared Butler 10, 12 minutes a night, every night, like it's your job. Yeah. Oh, wait, it is your job. Yeah. Play him 10, 12 minutes a night, develop him, let him screw everything up, right? Like he's going to accidentally score 20 points. He's going to accidentally get you – you're going to see you play him 10, 12 minutes. That's going to turn into 15, 17 minutes. He's going to have a 10-dime night. That's just going to happen. And yes. then Mike Conley, because water's wet and Mike Conley's hurt, Mike Conley's going to miss some time. And if Mike Conley misses time right now, you really want to rely on jingles? You, no. Are we going back to point jingles? Not with what we've seen. I am, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm with you. Um, look, look at that Horatio Hornblower Jimmer lit up the G League and couldn't stay on a roster truth yeah yes he did um, I've discovered your show here in Norway really enjoy your take on the local college football scene thanks uh, Norge Coog thank you sir appreciate you being here bud uh, take out Joe and O'Neill Neville says being Butler in uh, get D hello D Linard Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not sure who D Linerd is, but the D. Do you mean Dame Lillard? Um, whatever. It is. I agree with you. I think you need to take minutes away from Joe Ingles. He is. You have to reduce his load right now. You have to. He just is not playing quality basketball, and he deserves better. Yep. So help him help himself. Uh, Tanner says it's a crime that Butler isn't playing. 
I, I just don't know how you explain it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. My biggest issue is I don't know what the logic is. I, I don't know what the strategy is. Is the strategy, you know, just that he's a young guy, so he doesn't get minutes? Is that is that is 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 archaic as your strategy is with with the young guys? I mean, I that that's my biggest. Well, I thing. mean, he it, he looked fine in the preseason. He hasn't looked great when they've put him in there, but I think you're gripping a little bit. When you, you would expect that, yeah, he's a when, young guy. When you know that you have to be really good or you're not going to play, you're, you usually don't play really well. Yeah. You don't. So, uh, James Knight says, Quinn shouldn't just gift minutes for the hell of it. Butler hasn't shown much on the limited minutes he's had. He hasn't. You're right. That's true. The blind sportsman says, morning, boys. Um, why can't Quinn play Jared Butler? Because he won't. It's a trust I disagree thing. with the gifting minutes thing. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think that... So let's remember, you know, Jared Butler is a guy who did some pretty awesome things in college. He dominated that level. He comes to your team. Yes, has he produced at a high level in the minutes you've given him? No, he hasn't. But at the same time, you're not asking him to be Donovan Mitchell. And and I think it's unfair to say, well, Quinn shouldn't gift him minutes because, well, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't shown anything. Well, no, of course he hasn't shown anything. Has Cade Cunningham shown you anything? Really? Like for where he was drafted? Not really. He's shown you some defense, but he hasn't really lived up to it yet. You know, look around. Did Steph Curry show you something when you drafted him? No, he didn't. It took no. time to to grow that, right? So so that's why I say you <coughs> you look at the best team in the league right now in the Golden State Warriors, and again, they are the model for home growing a championship. It takes time. Now, you don't have that time, and that's why I'm saying don't play the guy 20 minutes a night. But 10 minutes a night is not an un unrealistic ask. Just get the guy the ball, have him walk it up the floor, and get you into your offense. I don't think that that's too much to ask. I don't either. Um, and I think these are really valuable minutes. Every time Jared Butler plays in the G League, he's got to do what he did last night. Yeah. He's got to be a big boy. So we'll see. What do you expect out of uh, Toronto tonight? Uh, obviously, the Raptors are not uh, world beaters. They are certainly not the championship caliber ball club. That we are, they're seven and eight. They're five and two on the road. You know, they're playing decent basketball. Uh, what do you expect? I expect them to play decent defense, you know, but at the end of the day, this is a game that the Jazz should win. Just outright. The Jazz should win this game. It should be a, a, a 10 point victory. Like, this should be a comfortable win. Um, the only question is going to be how did the Jazz shoot the ball? As, and, and, and I know we say that every time, but that is ultimately what gets this team going when the three is dropping they're in a great place well somebody other than don's gonna have to do it tonight yeah because gary trent jr's coming for that a he is I'm, did you say that a that a uh <laughs> gary, gary trent jr is just incredible on ball defender yeah he is really really good um and they're getting offense i mean their problem's not offense. Mm -hmm. Their problem is they give up too many points. You notice that's a trend in the league this year. Defense. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And, you know, frankly, their bench doesn't give them very much. But I think when you when you look at the Siakams and the Ananobis and, um, you know, obviously Fred Van Vliet, you know, they're going to get in the paint tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they played with Rudy a lot. If they, you know, got into it with him – you know, tried to muddy this game up. They're a veteran team. 
this is not a team that that's going to be shook. This is not a team that that's going to get awry. This isn't a team that that is going to you know be scared of the Jazz at all. Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Siakam getting into it with Rudy. I wouldn't. I think that it is a it is a strategy that is beginning to really become popular against the Jazz across the league. And you know, I just think that if you're prepared, you know how to handle it, and it well, takes it takes the Jazz off their game. And again, this is a Bulls conversation as well. Yeah, because the Raptors love to play small ball. Yeah, but they're not going to be able to do that. Um, you know, they don't have a traditional center on their. I mean, Birch, but he's not a guy you worry about. No, um, Siakam's you know, the one all. that's going to be playing Rudy tonight. And and I think that the question is simply going to be, you know, because when you play small ball, you're obviously trading off, right? So you're yes. not going to play big, but you're also going to be better offensively for that. So so when you when you see how that plays out, that's why I say the question is going to be is a three falling for the Jazz because the Raptors are always going to get back in defense. The Jazz choose not to give it to Rudy, even though he's going to have a mismatch. Yes. And so they're going to be shooting a lot of threes tonight. And 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 so are the threes falling? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think this will be an interesting matchup. The Jazz should handle this game. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, like I said, this should be a 10 to 15 point win, in my opinion. That, that's what this should be. Yeah, I, I don't think that. Yeah, this should not be. This should not be a big deal. Yeah. You know, but like I'd, I'd like to see them. I'm tired of watching this Jazz team meddle and fool around with teams. I, I want to see them come out, establish themselves early, build a 10-point lead in the first eight, nine minutes, and, and you know, take control. Lead this game coast to coast. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see who plays and who doesn't yeah. for Toronto because they've got some injuries as well. But uh, I would expect a pretty significant win. Uh, for the Jazz tonight, I w- I would expect a significant win. Um, you know, I I would think it's called development. If he uh, Brandon Whiteside says, if he does ever play, he will not develop as fast. G League time is great, but big stage minutes are better for development. I yeah, agree with that. That's all we're saying. You know, 10, 12 minutes a night. Mind Axiom says he played Donis rookie year, and I think it was a pivotal for his development. I don't get not playing Butler either. Uh, James Knight says, let's look at the rotational players, Ingles, Clarkson, Pascal, Whiteside, not to mention Rudy Gay. So good luck getting minutes if you're a rookie on this roster. Well, yeah, but know. here's the thing. You're not you're not accounting for the fact that the, the nights that Conley sits, Butler's still not playing. Yeah, on the back-to-back nights, Butler's not in the lineup. And I think you also have to look at the fact that Joe Ingles has to play less minutes. Yeah. I think if, if you look at, you know, Pasco and Whiteside have no impact on on how many minutes Jared Butler plays. None, zero. Um, I I think when you look at like, does Rudy Gay make his debut tonight? Hope so. Um, and what do you get from him? That's the bigger question. You would think that you would get, you know, a touch of three point shooting. Um, I would hope that you would get a bit of mid range and rebounding. You know, like yeah, and I mean defense and rebounding. He's going to have to, or he's not going to play many minutes on this team. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it is – yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, uh, Monty, when you read Horatio's comment, you said J-I-M-M-E-R's name. Yeah, I know. You know, it happens It's a cardinal once sin, a man. It's you a know? cardinal sin. You know, it's like a shard. It happens once in a while. It's, yeah. part, it's part of the Butthole. game. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right. Let's talk about The Rock because we got to get to The Rock and the best breakfast sandwich in fast food. The Rock wants to be the next James Bond. What do you bench? Yeah, you know, like 900 pounds worth of steroids. Uh, yes or no on The Rock being James Bond? Hell no. 
Hell no. Are you racist because he's no, black? You don't want I'm not. you don't want the rock? I'm not. I think that Because that's that, the conversation online. So James Bond I I mean, yeah, there's no question that James Bond has always been a white male and has always been portrayed, you know, well at least for my generation. I can't say always, but at least for my generation as a European guy. That's what I know James Bond to be. And I think the problem for me is less about The Rock's skin color and more about the fact that The Rock that I don't I don't say James Bond and then put The Rock there. The Rock is more like Disney stuff, like like higher energy stuff, like you know like he he, he that's mm-hmm. not that's just not James Bond is so far out of what he usually does. That's my thing. I don't w- would he be bad as James Bond? Well, no, I don't think he'd be bad. I think he'd do a fine job. I think he I think he's a great actor. I, I think he's a frankly, I think he's a phenomenal Hollywood talent overall. I mean, you're talking about a guy who not only can act on screen, you're talking about a guy who can voice over Disney movies, like all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, the the guy is versatile, uh, so he's super talented. the 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 thing for me is I just feel like, okay, we just got the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Right. You're at a pivotal point in the series. The next James Bond is going to be a 10-year commitment. So it's not just one James Bond movie we're getting if The Rock were to do that. No. It's like four, and I don't want that. (laughs) I don't. I don't see The Rock in being a great fit for James Bond, but but that's just me. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to add up to me. Tom Hardy's my guy. You know, he's the guy that... Where has he been? Like, where has Tom Hardy been? He's living his he's living a pretty good life, man. I mean... Well, yeah, I'm sure he has, but I don't care about that. I yeah. want him in movies. <laughs> I, I'm sure he is living a great life. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's time... I think at some point... You know, Idris Elba is another guy that I think is has said he really would like to be the next James Bond. Yeah. Tom Hardy's the guy. I mean, he is, to me... Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he is a natural fit. He is a natural fit. Um, you know, I, I, I think it is, he's about to release a new movie, by the way, the new Venom movie coming out. Yeah. Um, I just, eh. you know, yeah. Mm. what? It's not my flavor. Venom. That's not really my thing. Yeah. I've never seen a Venom movie. Me either. You know, I'm sure they're fun, but it's just not my jam. It's not my thing. Yeah, and then I don't know how to pronounce it. You never saw Bridgerton, right? Um, I don't think so. Bridgerton's no. a hell of a hell of a series, man. If you if you ever get another girlfriend, which I don't think is a certainty, that's probably not going to happen. Um, so. You should t- you should ask her. Hey, um, would you spend you know today watching Bridgerton with me? We're getting somewhere. It will be all the sex you can handle. Yeah. Um, Reg Jean Page. Hey Reg. Reg Jean Page. What the hell his name is? Um, is he and Tom Hardy are the odds on favorites to be the next bond. Yeah. I think Tom Hardy would be a, a solid fit. I mean, I, I'm a big Tom Hardy guy, you know, That's my I dude. think, I think Tom Hardy, I want more Tom Hardy inception movies. That's what I want. I want more of Tom Hardy in those kind of roles. He was a badass in inception. Like that's, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But no, the rock is James Bond. No, I, I just can't. No, I'm, I'm good. No. Yeah. We'll see. James Bond can't call people candy asses, Fat Jesus says. Well, well I, I just, you know what? The Rock is an inspiration. I get it. He's, he is. You know, the wrestling thing, all that. But he just isn't James Bond to me. He's fast and furious. 
Yeah, he's a he is a goofball. Yes. He is a caricature. When I think about Bond, I need stoic. I need classy. I need elegant. And that's not The Rock. Yeah. That's With Tom all Hardy. Due respect. That's Tom Hardy Hardy for sure. Yeah. You know. Uh Greg Hawkins says, What about Dane Cook as Bond? Oh my God. That would be amazing. The big Magamba says the rock is bond would be like calling Taco Bell real Mexican food. Sure. It's got its place, <laughs> but it ain't uh, Cooper Royal says Boyan Bogdanovich or Ben Simmons for the next bond. Oh, I might've misread that. Uh, he said, uh, trade Boyan for Ben Simmons. Okay. I'm no, kidding. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I want no part of Ben Simmons on this team. No, none. None. Uh, James Knight said, I think it may be an advantage to be drafted by a bad team when it comes to significantly more minutes. Agreed. I'd agree with that. Colin Sexton. Uh, Josh Giddy at OKC. Yeah. Another, Josh Giddy. Another exactly. Aussie. Another Aussie. Um, you know, same. Uh, okay. Josh Shivers. C-H-I-V-E-R-S. Yeah. Shivers. Uh, says the jazz medical staff are being way overcautious because of Butler's heart condition. Well, if they were being overcautious, they wouldn't let him play. Yeah. He wouldn't be in the G League. I've heard this a lot. Um, you know, I, I, Snyder is afraid he will collapse, even though Butler has never had any symptoms and played 30 minutes a game in college. He says uh, the same staff that held Mitchell out of the first round of the playoffs. Well, they didn't hold him out of the first round of the playoffs. They held him out of the first game of the playoffs. And lo and behold, it turned out the medical staff was right. Yeah. Because he re-injured the ankle. So they were right to be cautious with him. But the, the, way, the heart thing fantasy. is not an issue yeah. for Jared Butler. That's just not. Yeah. It, 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 until it is, it's not. That's what I would say. Greg Hawkins says, go Hawks. Greg, you're. you're go yeah. Hawks. All right. Speaking of aroused, let's talk about the best breakfast sandwich and fast food. Yeah. Today is a monumental day. It's very important. It is a big day in our lives. Yeah. And it's a day that, frankly, you need to celebrate and embrace with all of your cellulite. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Because today is the 50th anniversary of the Egg McMuffin. Alert, 50 years old. It debuted for Mac D's Nuts McDonald's. McDonald's. When you were a kid, how often did you eat at McDonald's? Two, three times a week. I vividly remember my dad taking us to McDonald's in his Nova. McChicken was always my favorite. Oh, the McDLT. Do you remember it came in like two sides? and Kids meal. Uh, chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggies. Come on. Chicken nuggies and fries. Uh, I loved I loved dipping McDonald's french fries in their chocolate shakes. It, I, I mean... You know. Now, I don't eat there very often, frankly. The only time I eat there usually is in Hawaii when I'm getting an Egg McMuffin. My favorite food is chicken tendies and fries. Yes, it is. Um, So I ask, how much do you like Egg McMuffins? Love them. Love them. Really good. McGriddle or an Egg McMuffin? McMuffin, for sure. Not a big McGriddle guy. Sausage biscuit with egg or an Egg McMuffin? Uh, I don't like mcdonald's biscuits they're really really dry really yeah i'm not a big biscuit guy at mcdonald's now chick-fil-a different story but egg, mcdonald's eh. egg mcmuffin or sausage mcmuffin with egg that's a close one that's a close <laughs> one it depends <laughs> on feeling <laughs> i want a little spicy i'm going with the sausage <laughs> yeah i know 
Um, at McDonald's, I don't eat burgers there. I only get breakfast sandwiches. Uh huh. Pretty rarely, about once, maybe once every couple of months. Sausage McMuffin with egg all day, and cheese all day, eh, all day. Best breakfast sandwich in fast food. I think you gotta go with the Chick Fil A uh, oh, egg and off. cheese. Well, are you serious? No, no, we've hit. See, I think you do this just to mess with me. I think you do this just to piss me off. I'm serious. Yes, yeah, I'm being serious. Sausage sandwich from Jack in the Box is is probably the best. By far, it's not. The close. problem is it can't be on the list because it's not in Utah. It's coming. Okay. Well, no, no, I'm not. No, I didn't. Not, no, the question. Uh, stop. The question wasn't. Well, well, um. What's the best breakfast sandwich that's available to you right now in South Jordan, Utah? That wasn't the question. The question was, what's the best breakfast sandwich in fast food? And we all know that when you want good fast food, you go to Jack in the Box. Yeah, you might I mean, get a side I, of E. coli I, with yeah, that, but it I, happens. I have to admit, there's nothing better than a double cheeseburger at 6 a.m. with fries and a, you know, a lemonade. The best breakfast burger is from Carl's Jr., Chance Terry says. Man, we got a lot of Carl Jr. guys on this show. A lot. Chris Carnes says the Miss McGriddle, hands down. Yeah. Mm, mm, do, mm. It's a matter of do you like your sweet mixed with your smoky? I personally don't mind the McGriddle. I don't eat it very often. I've had like two of them in my life. Yeah. Uh, Eric C. says, yeah, I love them hotcakes. Haven't tried that Wendy's yet. So wait. Ooh. Mind Axiom says, don't sleep on Wendy's new breakfast menu. Had it the other day. Best I've had in a while really yeah well the wendy's by our house isn't even open they don't open them they don't open this wendy's at breakfast because they're understaffed as we've talked about uh james knight says what what's the biscuit you guys refer to we don't have it down here mcdonald's has a biscuit breakfast sandwich chick-fil-a chick-fil-a's got a really good biscuit chicken sandwich for breakfast big breakfast with hotcakes at mcdonald's is the best cam harrison says Greg Hawkins says, try sausage McMuffin with egg with some Taco Bell fry, fire sauce. Okay. It's legit. Now you're talking Mrs. Monty's language. <laughs> now you're talking Mrs. Monty's language. She loves everything spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I okay, so best, so definitively the best sandwich, yeah, it's probably the extreme sausage sandwich. Other thing you got to talk about with this conversation is the actual size of the sandwich, which I think helps the extreme sausage sandwich. It is bigger than a McMuffin or the biscuit from Chick-fil-A oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Proportionally speaking, the cholesterol levels at Jack yeah. in the Box are far more. Yeah, better take your vitamins if you're going to go to Jack in the Box. You know. You know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so today the egg McMuffin at McDonald's, by the way, is 63 cents. Because that's what the first price was when it first came out 50 years ago. 50-year anniversary today of the egg McMuffin at McDonald's. So maybe I'll go get a sack and I'll go get some egg McMuffins. Um, the point is maybe, yeah, maybe I'll go get us some egg McMuffins after the show today. Yeah. You know, those Gualberto's breakfast burritos are great. <laughs> Giggity says F the sandwiches. It's all about the burritos. I see. I'm I've a big never burrito had breakfast I've, burrito fan. Oh, for me too. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not the McDonald's breakfast burrito. I've never had it. And I'm not a big believer in fast food breakfast burritos. I'm talking about like going to a place that does like actual, you know, food not fast food well i never thought i would say this but there was some good that came out of working at that crappy radio station in in scottsdale oh. we used to go to filiberto's at oh, 4 30 yes. in the morning 
We would get to Filibertos in Scottsdale. It was terrible. It was the worst life ever. Uh, We get to the uh, Filibertos in Scottsdale. And we would order a breakfast burrito with French fries inside of it. And it was amazing. So good, dude. Amazing. Amazing. But um, let me get a couple more. Snuka says chicken McGriddle with egg and cheese. Amazing with orange juice. Um, Neville says the Jack in the Box breakfast bowl and the monster biscuit from Carl's Jr. Bro, maybe we got to try. Maybe we got to give Carl's Jr. one more chance. I mean, there's one right here in Sojo. At the I mean, ma- maybe we have to give him one more chance. Like everybody's talking about Carl's Jr. on this show. I mean, I've never had Carl's Jr. breakfast. I've only ever had like their burgers or whatever. But maybe we got to give him another chance. Maybe, maybe I'm yeah. judging him too quick. Yeah, that's after Hawaii. After Hawaii. Um, well, no, that's after Jack in the Box and Taco Surf in L.A., then Hawaii, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric C. says, if I'm hungover, I'll eat any fast food breakfast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, why is no one talking about the hash browns, though? Well, the hash browns, okay. Uh, this so is a fair point. At Chick-fil-A, the hash browns are superior. They're the little, like, tater tots. Yeah. Superior. Do you like that setup over, like, what McDonald's offers? Yeah, McDonald's offers a greasy hash. Wow, what was that? A little chills. Yeah, a little uh, chills. McDonald's offers like a hash brown patty. Yeah. Eh, you nice. like the tot setup better. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, Chris Carnes says Carl's Western Burger is good. I just don't eat a lot of fast food, man. Like, I love burgers. I just can't. I occasionally do it. You know, this is an interesting segue to end the show today. Like, I've really been struggling with. You know, appetite, energy. I'm overtraining. There's no doubt about that. We we generally lift six days a week, and there's a lot of weeks where we don't take any where I don't take any days off. I'll go like seven straight days, and it's just it's becoming too much. Like, I yesterday we were benching, and I could not do twelve reps or ten reps at two twenty five. I mean, it was a struggle. Yeah, to get the bar off my chest yesterday. Like, you know how you just get to that point. When you've been lifting and training for like three straight months now, six days a week where you're just, you're against the wall. So I'm not really as hungry as I should be or once was, you know, like it's just. Your body's telling you to slow down. Yeah. I need a break. And I think mentally the grind at Yelp has been so much this year. And I've had a phenomenal year. I've never made as much money as I've made this year ever. Um, You know, I've essentially been the top rep in the company for you know, four months this year, I was the number one local sales rep. Like I've been grinding at Yelp in my when brain. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Yeah. Like seriously, my brain is tired. Like I need last night was the, this, this past evening sleeping, um, was the best night of sleep I've had in a month. Go like, yeah, baby. I slept, Honey. I slept six and a half hours straight through. Did not really wake up. Didn't visit nighttime P guy. Yeah. Laid down at 930 and the alarm went off like a thunderbolt at 430. And I slept straight through and it was glorious. I also think the time change thing contributes to it. The time change is screwing me up. Like dealing with that. Yeah. You know, like I know that was last week, but but I think it has a compounding effect. But yeah, I mean, I just I don't know, man. I I still maintain. And and this is I I always tell the story, but like I put my holiday PTO in at the end of October. And when I was doing that, it just dawned on me like, man, dude, like you don't take time off like ever. <laughs> like, like you're talking about 
Like I had, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I had 240 hours of PTO. Do you know how much PTO that is at like a, a normal job? That's like an insane amount. Isn't that six weeks? Something like that. Yeah. You have 40 it's something six. like that. Yeah. 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 Like I have, I don't have that much. Like I, it, it's between sick time and personal time. I'm pretty close to that, but I only took two days off this year. Yeah. I went camping on a Friday up at Yellowstone. So that was a weekend off. And I don't know what the other day I took off was. For Mammoth. Oh, well, yeah, it's not even counting those. Yeah, I took two days off to go to Mammoth. Yeah, I think, I think I, I honestly, like, I can't think of another PTO day I took besides the two we took for the Mammoth trip. Mm-mm. That's it. Nah. Like, it's crazy. And so, you know, this it, it's just been this whole thing. Like, like, last week went by super fast, and this week is just... Crawling. Yeah. Crawling. It's only Thursday and it feels like next Wednesday. Like, I mean, it is. I'm a, So, and the nice thing is, though, I'm about to be off a whole bunch. Monday is my last day for November. Our last day. Um, so I'll work Monday. Why are you trying to steal my spotlight? Because it's our spotlight. Well, there's only one. Oh, and Monty, boys. That's not the Jake show. We get it. It's a joke. Um, our last day is Monday. Yeah. I'm off until December 6th. After Monday, I won't be back at work until December 6th, which is two full weeks. Can't fucking wait. Yeah. And then I'm going to work a week and a half in December and be off the rest of the year. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, I am so excited not to work. You know, like, it is. I feel the fatigue thing is real, man. It, it's re- and, and I'm not sitting here on this show complaining about doing the show, certainly, but I think that. <laughs> That the getting up at 4.30 every day thing is, I mean, it definitely adds up. Greg Hawkins says six days is a lot, especially if you're in a consistent deficit. Personally, I keep in between three to four times a week. Lower the cardio part a bit if I feel fatigued. Yeah, I am in a, I've been in a calorie deficit probably for two months. Um, And I've lost, I'm pushing 20 pounds now that I've lost, but I've gained a ton of muscle. Yeah. I cannot believe we, and we talk about awkward things like this all the time. Like from my waist down, the inches that I've lost are incredible. Like my shoulders, pecs, arms, like it's ridiculous. I've never had this much gain before. Never. Like I have just put on a ton of muscle mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's funny. I was putting on, uh, we, cause me and Mrs. Monty are renewing our vows in Maui. So I bought a pineapple, a shirt that has pineapples on it. I can't even say it, you know, Um, but I put it on last night. It actually fits really well. I can't believe it. Um, And it's like, you know, you, you put on all I wear every day are black t-shirts. Honestly, I I wear a black t-shirt from four 30 in the morning until 12 o'clock in the afternoon. When I put on a sleeveless shirt to go work out, that's my wardrobe every day. And like my t-shirts are even, but like it's at the gains have been great, but now I'm like smack up against a wall, Yeah, you know? And it's like today's leg day. The diet thing is weird, dude, or not the diet thing. The, the appetite thing, the appetite thing is weird to me. Like, cause where it's funny. It's not just you going through it. Like I notice, like, okay, I, I just don't feel as motivated to eat lately. It, like, it's just weird. Well, the funny thing is, <laughs> I, I usually like yesterday it was chicken. We prepped chicken this week. We slow cooked a bunch of chicken cutlets. Yeah. Put a bunch of spice and barbecue sauce. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. 
And so usually my lunch is chicken, rice with a bag of vegetables. So yeah. like I'll steam a bag of vegetables and and usually I just crush that. This week I haven't even I've I've eaten it half of it. Like it's a real struggle. Like I have to force it down. Yeah. And then like five o'clock I get hungry, so I'll eat a protein bar. And I'm drinking like I drink one protein shake a day, which is ghost peanut butter protein and a, a tablespoon of uh, creatine. And then I'll try to drink three of these, which is just water. And that's it. And usually I get about 80 ounces of water every day. And I'll eat a, a meal and a half, two meals. I'll try to be under 2,000 calories. And I think I'm just against the wall. What I need is I need in Hawaii, I'm, I'm going to eat really well, but I need to be like 3,500 calories. I need the week in Hawaii, the two weeks actually in Hawaii, to be higher calories because I know I'm going to be a lot more active. Yeah. I know I'm going to be swimming a lot. I know I'm going to be snorkeling a lot, walking a lot, gawking at hot chicks in bikinis a lot. Go but hops. yeah, I'm going to be burning a lot of calories with my eyes. Yeah. And the point is, yeah. I just need a reset week. Yes. In a week from now I'll be sleeping in Maui. Don't call me, I'll call you. Uh Gare Bear says I watched the BYU Oregon game live. It was surreal. Yes it was. Ass kicking. Uh, Garen here, man says, go BYU. Eric C says, man, I got to love Cali and move to you. I got to leave Cali and move to Utah to live that baller life. You should, you should dude. It's, you I should. mean, I, I, I love California. I, I am about that Southern California vibe, but I just, it is so expensive. Yep. We do live baller lives. We should appreciate that more. Probably Monty living by the, by the motto, get cut, get butt. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, straight up. Exactly right. Straight up. All right, play the music. I got to run to McDonald's. Okay. Are we doing this? Should yeah, I go hell get yeah, some? Yeah, dude. Should I go Are get some? Are we doing this? My ass, we're doing this. Hell yeah, we're doing this. So I should go get some I chicken. Want, I want my breakfast. Or not chicken. Egg McMuffins. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Egg McMuffins, 63 cents all day. Go knock yourself out. Uh, one more show tomorrow, and then we'll do another show on Monday, and then that's it. We're done for, for, done for November. Um, hit subscribe. Take a picture, you're subscribed. Tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The Monty Show. That's me, M-O-N-T-Y. The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Supercars at 3,000 subs. And now we're pushing 2,700. We're going to give away this Xbox Series S. That's simple. Let's do it before Christmas. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.